we'll start from there. But dude, I'm so happy you're here. This is awesome. I'm excited to be here. I need to figure out how to like rearrange our screen so I'm not looking off in the wrong direction as I'm see, looking at you. I'm looking like away from the camera. You, yours is all set up perfectly. All good. I'm all right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, the founder of First Class Business. And I am so excited to have Jared Lohman today. I can't wait to bring him on stage. I will say that we are a paying client of the Kajabi platform. And Jared is the leader of success for clients. He also runs their podcast, which is also really cool to have him come onto our show because of that. Uh, I got to meet him at the Kajabi Live event. And uh, to put that in perspective, they have over 60 thousand pain clients. That's a lot of people to be leading success over. Um, you don't get that position um, without some tremendous background in hospitality and taking care of people. And that rang true as I got to know them at the event. Now, also one thing that they're super proud about is that their customers have driven more than $5 billion in gross monthly volume of revenue through the Kajabi platform. How do they do that? Well, it's a, it's a, platform to host your courses and also host your content. In our case, we prefer to call our materials content and activities, but we host it on there for our customers to be able to go through. And in our case, what's interesting about that 5 billion mark is in our case, most of our clients don't pay us through the Kajabi platform. And so therefore their number of 5 billion excludes a lot of the revenues that a lot of our businesses uh, run through other means. So it's absolutely impressive. They've got a phenomenal company. Without further ado, Jared, thank you so much for joining us in the show today. I'm so excited to have you. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Jackson. Yeah, man, absolutely. So um, I would love to know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a banner up here um, on the screen. In 15 seconds, what's your personal vision? Oh, personal. Uh, you know, my, my personal vision aligns so closely to the vision of Kajabi, uh, maybe of yesteryear a little bit, but essentially that was, we wanted to ensure that anyone who has a business idea can bring that to life without the barriers of technology getting in the way of that. So it doesn't matter if it's you, me, your grandma, if like my favorite, we can go into this more detail because I'm already over 15 seconds, but like my favorite <laughs> stories are like grandmas who know how to sew and they make a million dollar business on the platform. Like that is Wow. Incredibly cool. So it's breaking down those technology barriers to entrepreneurship. I should have just said I that. love that. I love that. And I got to see a lot of that at the event. You know, the, the people who came to the event were just so warm and inviting and excited um, because a lot of them already knew about the Kajabi culture, um, you know, what it means. And uh, you got to see so many people who've won one success from so many different backgrounds of life, from teachers to dog trainers, um, you know, to artists with incredibly um out there art i will say um and and i you know that have ted talks because of how how interesting their art is so um let's dive into a little bit more of a different question then what's your vision for your clients beyond the grandmas who you know are now now millionaires <laughs> thanks to the platform <laughs> sure so specifically within uh for with for our customer base I want to ensure that their experience on the platform, every interaction they have, no matter whether it's with our brand, 
our people or our product is an absolutely stellar experience no matter where they touch us. Now that doesn't necessarily represent my immediate purview, as you mentioned, like I oversee our success support training teams. Um, but I feel that is, it is my responsibility to ensure that even if you're just signing into the platform, whether I control that area or not, it is my duty to ensure that all of our customers' feedback is brought into the conversations to ensure that their experience is ultimately a very, very positive one. Hey, man, well, that sounds like you embody your role well. Um, and, you know, speaking for CEO of Kajabi at this point, like who wouldn't want to have somebody looking after their brand, um, you know, with with that type of mindset and reality? I will say, too, you're uh, y'all support staff. When I was at the event, I had a good, <clears throat> I had a good session with uh, one of the gentlemen. I, I wish I remember his name. Um, he looks like a super good-looking version of Harry Potter um, with <laughs> glasses, and uh, also like Tom from Blacklist. If that helps. But um, anyway, he. Uh, I bet you it was Dan. Which is Dan. I, I, might have been. Um, it was. It was a common name. I do remember that. But right. he. So I, I drug him through my business model. Um, right for a good 10, 15 minutes. Um, and, you know, never once did he express he needed to be somewhere else. Never once did, uh, did he derail. He was very focused on listening intently to what it was I'm building, which is quite unique um, for most others. And we we ended up going through a full 30 minute session um, and I had to run, he had to run too. But uh, the depth to which he was willing to hear me out and listen and strive to find support for very complex business details um, astounded me. I felt like I was talking to an entrepreneur, um, not somebody who was supposed to be part of a customer service representative team. Um, so, yeah, how do you guys how do you guys go about attracting talent like that? Um, if you if you know about it, and then what do you guys do to? What else do you see happen within within the walls of Kajabi? or the virtual walls of Kajabi, if you will. <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, I was going to say that that's very intentional. You know, as a product that primarily caters to a, a very entrepreneurial customer base, now, of course, our customers refer to themselves as different things. Some people identify as an entrepreneur. Some people identify as a business owner. Some people identify as a creator. Some people identify as other things that we probably haven't figured out as well. But the, the commonality there is we need that entrepreneurial mindset um, amongst the people that you're, you're working with. When you, when you chat with someone about your business, we need to have people there that understand and have some desire um, or maybe some experience um, running their own business. So we very, very specifically actually target people who have had some type of entrepreneurial venture in their past or just, you, you, you know, you, you, you meet other entrepreneurs, like, you know, it when you see one, um, there is just that spirit, that drive, yep. that grit, um, regardless of their history, that makes those type of people incredible fits for these type of roles. And so it is very intentional that we're putting people in place to have those conversations because no, you cannot have a conversation with someone about your business who is maybe a, just the typical corporate support person. Um, like you, you're just not going to get that same level of service. Wow. That's brilliant. Um, that's so rare too, because a lot of, uh, a lot of people, I've been in a lot of job training platforms, specifically with my church. Um, and they, Hey, there's Allah. We'll talk about Allah. In just there it is. Yes. I may definitely showcase, um, you know, different pages of Kajabi, allow people to just kind of explore with us visually while we talk. 
Um, but in those those job environments where we're doing job trainings and helping people find work, um, one of the things that is talked about is how entrepreneurs, it's not necessarily the best thing to have on your resume um, because you, you get presented as a threat to the culture that exists. Um, but you guys have specifically harbored a place for that. And uh, that's that's really neat to hear. Um, you can attract really high quality overlooked um, employees, team members um, by going that route. So um, on that same token and note, then um, with with the business model that I see at Kajabi, you guys have a very open win, win, win mentality. I saw people there who um, almost seem like competitors to what you're doing. Um, you know, building within your infrastructure, um, yeah, building building things that were very similar to Kajabi, and yet you guys embraced uh, embrace them. Um, you know, I have no fear of promoting them. You guys are cross promoting people that are uh, simultaneously competing against you in some ways. Uh, like, um, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. Great guy, Courses.ai. Um, he built yeah, yeah. templates. John initially. Nems, I think it is. What? What? Is, John? Yes. John. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so, uh, how how do you guys um, build a culture that is so open to working with others. Yeah. You, you know, I, for anyone in the customer world, like, I think that's another element that's inherent. If you want to, if you want to be in a role that serves other people, like there is naturally a collaborative spirit, like that, that just exists in your, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's in your blood. Now, I think collectively as a business, like our focus has always been customers first. Like for years, every business has their core values, as you know, and for years upon years, ever since I started, um, the number one core value was our Kajabi hero. And so like if you want to collaborate with your customers, like that's bound to bleed out into other areas. Now, I won't, I, I don't want to set the wrong, wrong perspective here. It's not like we don't care about the competition. Like we, of course, want our, want the customers to come to us, but we want to add value and give them good reason to come for us. This is not about necessarily winning a battle against someone else, uh, less than it is us providing a service that people actually want to be a part of. And we believe a big part of that is the customer experience they have when they choose the platform. Awesome. I love that. So as we continue today, um, there's different questions that will come up. Uh, who should be listening, Jared? Why should they listen to you? And what are we going to get out of today's show? Who should listen? Um, anyone who cares about their customers, I would say, um, which should be everyone. If you don't like, I right. can just shut off the computer and find a different career job. I don't know even where to send you. Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyone who cares about their customers, why should they listen to me? Because I think I've had the unique opportunity and I, and I call this an opportunity because I, I think I, I, what I, what I have done at Kajabi over the last several years really would not have been possible without the company having such a, again, like that number one core value is customer focus. Like, like the company, the, the ethos of Kajabi is customer first. And so I have had the opportunity to build something that is truly reflective of what a customer first mentality is across a number of different areas. Now, just quickly shout this one out. Like 
that does not mean that we are perfect in every way, shape, or form. There are still problems. There are still operational inefficiencies, lots we need to work on. That's the beauty, I think, of any business, and then especially entrepreneurship, is it's a never-ending journey. No matter how far you make it, there is another um, another level that you're trying to hit. Like and a good example of this is anyone who monitors CSAT, that's the standard industry metric for customer satisfaction with support interactions. We've been recently hitting 99% which is absolutely astounding. Like it's considered good to be in the 70s to 80s. It's considered great to be in the 80s to 90s. And now it's just like, but we still have like, for us, this is not even representing the end. This is representing representing the beginning of where we plan to take things. I love it. I love it. And uh, that's also, again, something that I, I saw very much at the conference that we went to. Um, super, super well hosted conference. Um, so anybody who's looking for customer service insight, anybody who's, uh, you know, looking for a learning management system tool as well. Um, this is a great opportunity to see behind the scenes. SaaS companies are popping up left and right. So I'm going to put an extra plug in for you guys, because the ability to create a competitor to Kajabi is easier than it's ever been before. Um, right. So you got learning management systems, you got CRMs popping up. I mean, there's thousands of software programs popping up per year as a business owner. When I'm looking at my providers um, and, and here I was, uh, I'll even tell you about my path. Um, I have Go High Level. Go High Level has a membership platform. I need Go High Level. I like it. Um, it's, it's, it's a fine program. Um, there's a lot of great things for me and my customers. I also use Kajabi. And then the system called New Zendler comes out. New Zendler um, has quite the offer and they've got quite the, the price point right now because they're trying to get into a market that, um, you know, is is not saturated, but there's plenty of great providers like Kajabi they compete against. So I was lamenting that I couldn't switch my system over to New Zendler. I was like, man, we invested so much thinking money and time um, and building out our learning management software. Um, getting it already. And there's, you know, the grass often looks greener somewhere else. The price point already looked greener. And uh, so I was, I told my team, we're eventually going to switch. But then I went to the conference. I went to the conference and I got to see behind the scenes of this amazing culture. And as an entrepreneur, I know that amazing cultures mean this tool is going to last the test of time. It has more likelihood of, of lasting and building and, and adding new things to it. It's going to be very hard for any of these companies, for New Zealand or anybody else to keep up with the rate of growth that Kajabi is, is projected towards achieving. And so I share all that openly because you guys should evaluate your tools. Those who are listening, you should evaluate the systems that are out there. But as you evaluate, don't just consider the features. The features are easy to develop. Um, right. They're going to be developing new features every single month, releasing new things at every single one of these companies. Which one has a cultural environment where they appreciate their people, appreciate their clients and are proactively looking at what's needed in order to help people win? I see Kajabi crushing everybody in the market um, at that particular experience. And that's what has me most excited as a customer and client for you guys. What are your thoughts on that? What do you what, what else can you contribute to that mindset, Jared? Well, yeah, I just I would just layer on top of that that I think a big portion of the culture that you just uh, illustrated is that the customers are a part of the culture. And our customer base is such an, such, such an inclusive community, first of all. Like I, I, you would think 
that, you know, in the business world, you, you think of the shrewd businessman who's not going to want to share any of their secrets and they're all going to want to yeah. separate off into their hiding places and all make their, their massive fortunes on their own. That is not the case in the Kajabi culture, the Kajabi customer culture. Like this is one of the most inclusive, collaborative communities of people that I think you will ever meet. Um, and like that really is what makes up like the, the collective Kajabi culture because Kajabi obviously wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for our customers. And that rings completely true when we speak about the culture in terms of what you have experienced as well. Absolutely. Um, one of the facilitators of that that I was really impressed with was the CEO, Ahad Khan. Um, you know, I, I had a couple of times to interact with him over the course of the week. There's over a thousand people. How many people were present at Kajabi? Yeah, close to that. Um, right around there. I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot. It was pretty close. So yeah. even if it wasn't quite there, that's a lot of people to make time for. Um, right. And so as uh, you know, we passed each other the first time in the hallway during VIP day. It's the first day. He's getting things ramped up. I'm sure there's uh, there's still things that need to be brought forward. And, you know, he takes the time to stop, say hi to me, gives me a hug, um, you know, and uh, just welcomes me like an old friend. Um, and we had three other occasions like that throughout the week where he just made time to to talk to me about some requests that I might have. One of the things I was talking about was running transactions as large as $150,000 through the platform itself, um, you know, and our, our desires to attract clients where we actually bring that type of, of revenue in um, and making sure that the payment systems uh, function accordingly um, with those levels of transactions. And naturally that, of course, get, you know, I got his attention with that too. And, and, and he's like, yeah, just email me, um, you know, about the idea and we can do some tests with you on the back end to make sure it's all going to work properly. Um, it didn't matter if I'd said 150,000 or if I'd said $150, I could tell that his response was going to be the same genuine nature. So what has it been like to work with him? And how did you guys meet the first time you met Ahad? Yeah, so I was actually on the hiring committee for Ahad. I've been around for a little longer than him. Um, and he joined us as our CFO, um, okay. of all people. Um, when our previous founders transitioned out, he took on the interim role for about a year, eventually transitioned to the more permanent role when we brought on our president, um, Sean Kim, who you may, all, may have also met at the conference. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I appreciate about Ahad is Ahad takes on a very objective mindset to about anything that you can put put in front of him. There have been, like, as you can imagine, like customer service, as much as I, I love our customers, we get a lot of customers who are also angry about things. Um, sure. and like for any, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like we all have had a, an angry customer. Um, but what do they tend to do when they're really angry? They don't reach out to me. They go and look for the highest ranking person they can possibly <laughs> find CEO at Kajabi.com legal. At, you know, <laughs> they start emailing whoever they can possibly find. You know, there are probably messages that that guy has got uh, on LinkedIn to where like, if you were not objective, you probably would have said, like I probably wouldn't still be working here today, uh -huh. um, but like his approach to, uh, you know, situations like this, I think has allowed the company to thrive in a time of, you know, undoubtedly some instability now. Like we went through a wave of like 
heavy, heavy growth, um, mostly, uh, mostly driven by the pandemic because that brought everyone indoors, everyone consuming content, um, you know, at, at scales that we'd never before seen. It brought a level of awareness to the platform and technologies that are um, congruent to the platform. Like I had a conversation with my grandma and she knew what Zoom was and I'm like, I just never expected <laughs> that to happen. Um, so it just brought this wave, wave of growth. But now as we navigate this new environment, um, you know, thankfully we are positioned to thrive in this environment because of our strong customer base. And I think that's uh, just going back to answer your original question is I think I appreciate the, the objectivity that Ahad brings to the table. That's awesome. Um, stay in balance. You know, if, if you're listening to this and objectivity is new to you, the process of, uh, I would say in, in Ahad's case, being able and willing to access your emotions um, when the occasion is correct, but also your ability to channel those and, and, uh, and logically process worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, how to respond in the moment. Um, you know, you, you can't run a company at that level without uh, as successfully without having that type of objectivity and then allowing, uh, you know, team members as well to go live on somebody else's podcast, um, you know, and, and know that there's positive and negative repercussions that can come out of that. You know, Jared, you're in a position where we just passed COVID economics, um, you know, and, and the challenge of managing that you guys had super growth at the same time. Um, I was reading an article, uh, a few articles of studying different podcasting, uh, live stream platforms and clubhouse. Um, right. And should I be dedicating any time to clubhouse? What happened with Facebook's live? Oh, they shut it down. Um, you know, and Twitter's got its broadcasting platform getting to the point of clubhouse, uh, last year laid off, uh, I think more than a hundred people, um, you know, and they did so with the mindset of, you know, really focusing in on, on the people who could contribute most to the future of, of the platform streamlining the process in order to figure out how they were going to compete in the market. Now that people aren't dedicating as much time to listening into podcasts. Um, it was, it was just fascinating to read about because that's not an easy decision to make. Um, you know, as a, as a CEO, um, you know, you're going to hurt feelings. Um, you know, people are going to have their reactions to those scenarios. Um, and you guys, again, I see you guys leveraging mediums of growth that showcase, um, you are willing to look at things objectively. Um, I, maybe you can't speak to this, um, but I'm going to ask, are you guys, uh, headed towards IPO sooner than later? <laughs> I mean, I wish I could answer that. I, I, <laughs> sure. But the reality of this is, is I don't know that it, I'll jump back to Ahad. If Ahad were here and he were to respond to this question, I, I'll give you his exact spiel. And that's that like, the IPO is a, an event on the larger timeline, the overall of the overall journey that we are on. Like, I think a lot of people look at an IPO as the end or like, this is our moment we celebrate, but really that's just a, a, it's, it's one milestone of many, hopefully great milestones that lead up to that. What I can say is that no matter where we, where we go in the future, like my goal is to ensure that we sustain the same level of customer focus that got us to where we are today. Um, yeah. And IPO, whatever, whatever that may, whatever that may look like in the future, um, like yeah, 
I think that will be a, a yet another, as I mentioned earlier, like a new challenge to yes. figure out how to uh, do some of the things that we are doing today as a publicly owned company, as opposed to a privately owned company where we have a lot of control over yep. how we spend our dollars and where we invest our dollars. Like what I can tell you today is like the customer experience team represents almost 50% of the human capital within the company. So like if that says anything about how we're investing, like I don't know how that would fly. I, that, that's from a pure headcount standpoint. Um, so um, like, yeah, I, I'm kind of going off track to your initial question. The, the truth and truthful answer is I honestly don't know. Um, sure. But <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe, and you, you kind of revealed maybe. some insight into, you know, there's always internal pressure in a startup. People do look at that like the like the finish line. Um, so to speak, and like, oh man, we got we got to hit this, or the, you know, and it is kind of a closing of the chapter, opening of the next book. Um, but from my side, I'm not actually any else company. I think a lot of us are wondering, like, when do we buy stock? Um, <laughs> you know, as soon as there's an opportunity to, I would say. Right, right. Give us the insider access when it happens. So, uh, all right. Well, no. next thing for you, um, you've been an entrepreneur. Um, you know what that's like, you may even have your side ventures or, um, other roles going on that I'm not aware of, but what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience and journey, Jared? Oh, I mean, I don't know like where, where most of your audience sits on the entrepreneurial journey. Um, I will say that's, that's well, let me just give you that. So yeah. some of them are, um, probably in the entrepreneur stage and moving okay. into it. Some of them are probably in the newer stages, our core audience are people who have three to five years of business ownership experience and five to 10 years already in their expertise. Um, okay. And so they've, they've been around the block. They've seen some yeah. things and uh, they're definitely looking for uh, deeper levels of wisdom. So I'm going to start with your, your entrepreneur um, okay. audience here because I think that the, one of the most compelling things, so I, I started my own podcasting journey, as you mentioned, um, about two years ago. And my main focus was I wanted to interview, we only inter interview our customers or Kajabi heroes as we refer to them. Um, and I wanted to interview our heroes who were maybe early on in the entrepreneurial journey because I felt that that would be so much more accessible for someone else who's considering potentially taking that leap into entrepreneurship. You know, we've we've heard the millionaire overnight stories. There's plenty of YouTube ads that show up with whatever we're watching that, you know, purports to have the magic bullet to success. Um, I wanted to dig in and get like real actionable, relatable insights. And after recording over a hundred episodes, I thought for certain I would have something like more wise sounding than what I'm going to say to you right now. But the reality of it is the wisdom is in the simplicity of this. And that's that in order to be successful, if you are in that entrepreneurial stage is to start doing something today. It doesn't matter what it is. I've heard wonderful ideas, everything from just writing an outline of what you plan to do on paper to um, like starting, uh, like, starting to make a sales, probably one of the best things you can possibly do. And one of my own personal recommendations. Um, but if you don't take that first step and actually start doing something like throw the entrepreneurial journey out the window, you'll be stuck in analysis, analysis paralysis for the rest of your life. I've been there too. And I can speak to that <laughs> quite mm -hmm. well. Um, awesome. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, 
like I think that there there continues to always be a search for that silver bullet or what it takes to get to the next level. And similarly, like I think one of the unique perspectives that we get at Kajabi is because we do have the 60,000 customers who range from, you know, first dollar through you know, millions upon millions of dollars. Um, we get to kind of see and have a, a viewpoint on what lots of different people of different success levels are doing. And the, my answer to that is actually going to be somewhat similar. And it's actually some advice that a business friend um, gave me many years ago. And I walked out of his office completely unimpressed. I was like, I, I, was, I, I was frustrated because I went in there and I was like, this, this person owned, it was the largest independently owned restaurant association in Washington state. I thought, oh gosh, wow. this guy's going to have the answers. Like tons of restaurants, very, very wealthy I'm like, I, I can't wait for what I'm going to get. And I, I, I was a young kid at the time. And so so like, what can you tell me? I want to be successful. And his answer was, you just keep plugging along. You just keep going. And like, that was all it was. It was I'm just like, what in yeah. the heck? Like, why did you do that? And I was disappointed. But over the years, like the reality is so true that like most of the people that ultimately make it to whatever that milestone is, six figures, seven figures, eight figures and beyond, it's because they stuck with it. It's because they overcame whatever struggle that they hit and they kept doing it. They just kept going. So that's really for later on in the journey, whether it's again, whether it's five, six, seven, eight figures, nine figures and more, it's keep going. Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, you know, the, the consistency factor, uh, Brendan Burchard mentioned it at the event. He talked about being in motion, um, right? And how you just, you want to respect that law of physics. He didn't go that route, but you know, an object in motion stays in motion. Um, Alex Hermosi, um, as well as big on that, you know, you just, you got to keep getting out there. And he says, you know, the, the way I 10 X my, uh, my growth was 10 Xing my output of distribution. Go figure. Um, yeah. <laughs> he spent $20,000 more a month on how much content he was producing. And that led to, uh, that 10 X factor. Um, so, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's hard to hear as an entrepreneur, but it's also important to internalize and accept that if you're going to grow strength, you have to put in the work, um, you know, in the gym, so to speak, the mental gym, uh, the mindset gym, the leadership gym, Etc. Um, in order for that to pay off. So thank you. Yeah, for, that's, uh, a, yeah you know, that's a really great parallel. Like it really is diet and exercise. <laughs> like <laughs> that's entrepreneurship too. Like there's no pill you're going to take that's going to make you a millionaire overnight. In fact, I would also reason to state, and I'll make a fairly definitive statement here. None of the overnight success stories like are truly overnight success stories. They come with probably a decade of work that ultimately led up to that perceived overnight yep. success story. So it's diet and exercise. Like that, that is really the key. That's right. So let's say we'll take a little exploration of some of the things that we've been building out um, in Kajabi. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so this is, uh, you know, those of you who are listening in, you're going to want to, you're going to want to watch uh, on YouTube or on one of our other channels, this video coming, you know, as it comes out, but um, we've got our portal um, that we use for our client launch called Power Launch Onboarding Portal. We've got a passion challenge built out in this as well for people who aren't necessarily entrepreneurial, but they want to figure out what their passions are um, and decide how to pursue that in their life uh, for more fulfillment. Um, Jaime's clicked on the 
Power Launch Portal itself, um, there's, this is organized into eight different categories. Um, and you'll notice as you see the screen, there's lots of design elements that we put in to make this very much our own. Um, it's got the structure uh, that's familiar for courses, but it's got a very branded presence of what first class business represents. Um, I mean, feel free to click on any one of those categories um, and you, you'll be able to see that we've got the modules, as they're called, broken down into what we call activities. On the back end, they're called lessons. Um, we, don't, we don't believe in the whole course concept um, as an online manner for building an educational platform. Courses are an element of an educational institute, but an institute, an academy, or a university also requires that people belong, and they also have attention um, you know, from somebody to help them progress through the process. So um, we build with more of an academy mindset. Um, as you go through our specific course, again, just highlighting some of the advantages to using Kajabi for our onboarding, we uh, click on any one of those modules that you'd like to, I may, and uh, you'll see that we have not only the activity that's listed in there, but also a video um, associated with most of them. Sometimes we skip the video. The goal is not to waste people's time. It's to give people educational instruction to help them in the process of digesting more nuanced um information about what it is they're reading. Um, and I can kind of dive in more depth or any team member who shot those videos as well can go into a little bit more depth on explaining, okay, the purpose of this isn't just what you read on this, this page, but we also want you to get these hidden nuggets out of it too. That would just take too long to read if we were to write it in a book format. Um, we've also got progress reports built into this thanks to Kajabi. Um, and so our progress reports I would say this is probably one of our most genius inventions um, that I don't see people utilizing on the market is it's not only the ability to kind of uh, give somebody a quiz, but it's our way of tracking, uh, of letting our, our customers create a gratitude journal for what they go through and also assess where they're at in the process. So it, it actually protects our company as well, because as people go through this and say, hey, yes, I did complete this form. Here it is. I did complete this too. They then do a quick loom video to assess who are they, what are they up to, who do they help, um, and then showcase uh, what you know what service you provide. Where were you before this started? We also ask them you know how they enjoy the process of going through with us. But as they express where they're at, and they express what they've learned through the process, they've 100% given us the receipt of gratitude that they did actually get a whole lot out of this process. That prevents chargebacks. And it also saves entrepreneurs from themselves. As entrepreneurs, I'll be the first to raise my hand. There are times when we go at our team members and we say, why didn't you do that? Or we say, you know, what have you done for us in the last three to four months? Um, you know, I used to be that leader who would take people for granted and not look. And then all of a sudden, um, I've ruined a relationship and I've got a whole scope of work in front of me that this person did a whole lot more than I gave them credit for. Um, and so... Kajabi does an excellent job of providing a, a system that allows us to have those recorded banks. And then the cool thing is we can take those same videos and thanks to modern technology like Opus, we can extract certain information and create sizzle reels on behalf of our clients. Usually they go through two to three of those, Jared, they come back to me and they go, Hey, Jackson, is anybody going to see these videos? Um, and I'm like, I, I hope so. Um, you know, and that's up to you though. They're like, well, should I record these videos? Like, you know, like a professional or, an, and I always say, well, you tell me, do we practice like we play? Oh yeah, we do. Um, you know, and I'm like, there you go. Um, and so the cool thing is catch the vision guys. 
if, we, if we're capturing 20, 30, 40 videos where we're asking you different little ways of telling your hero story, who are you, what do you do, what's your mission, what's your purpose, um, what's your vision for others, imagine how powerful of a sizzle reel and a, and a hero story we'll be able to put together by the time you finish, and they always come up like, oh my gosh, I get it, I'm ready to go. Um, we wouldn't have been able to do that and envision that process without Kajabi. So I want to be able to say thank you to you, Jared, as well as to the company for helping us create that. Oh, I love that. And I, and we actually too, and you use Kajabi internally. Like one of my uh, first interactions with the company when I started was I was actually put into a course called Kajabi Foundations, which previously used to, there used to be a version of that that was publicly consumable, but all employees went through and actually used the platform to learn about the platform Good. to create their own product or service or online business on the platform during the first few weeks of your employment with the company. So uh, completely, uh, it, it kind of speaks to some of what we spoke about earlier too, like, like everyone who's in the company gets it. So like, yes. Um, oh, so smart. And that's it. That is a massive investment and undertaking by the company, um, you know, on, on, you know, what personal development um, and professional development. And that's why companies win. Um, you know, we, we do the same thing at first class business for the portal. Um, you know, the, the power launch portal, all of our new employees have to go through and watch those, um, you know, and so sometimes um, entrepreneurs will ask me like, wow, like, how did you find such amazing people? And and I'm like, well, number one, we definitely have our ability to attract amazing people. And two, when you're referencing how they're able to do their job, we spend hours and hours per day uh, making sure that people are trained up and we provide systems to also help them versus hiring a virtual assistant, giving them a script and saying, go work. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to talk to you. Um, you should know how to do this already. Like that, that approach just doesn't work very well. Um, so all right, I'll get off my soapbox a little bit. Jared, at the end of the day, um, why do you care about all this? Um, you know, this customer service stuff and helping people. Boy, you know that, man, we're bringing up the hardball questions now. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's something deeply rooted inside of me personally, probably on a level that you know, it hasn't necessarily served me the best throughout my entire <laughs> life. Um, but I, I can't not care. Um, and I think it really like most recently is rooted in, in particular, my own, my own entrepreneurial journey. Like I spent the first over a decade of my career, plus the decade before that of childhood, starting businesses from the age of, you know, just a few years old. And so like, I care because it is me. I care because I want others to have that same level of experience. I care because I believe that what we are doing is empowering people to live lifestyles of freedom, to live lifestyles that that meet their individual needs, whether that be financial, financially driven, time driven, whatever those factors are. That is ultimately what we enable. And so like it's hard not to care very deeply when you have such personal like when you ask the first question what is my vision it's like uh, my vision actually pretty much aligns with what the company's trying to do <laughs> like i actually want to see more people become successful entrepreneurs like i have nothing against the day job in fact i now have a day job so it's kind of hard for me to to bash it um <laughs> But probably the only reason I can survive in this world is because I'm uh, the way I see this is like and the reason why I even looked into this and pursued it was, was like it was a way for me to do what I was doing 
on a much on a much smaller scale on a significant level and and with a platform that I never could have achieved on my own. Good. Thank you for all that. Um, I want to give a special shout out to somebody that introduced us. I believe it was Josh Long. Am I correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. I'm going to write him a message. We're live with Jared on StreamYard right now. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Josh has a book called Bottleneck Breakthrough. Um, and it's about how to find and fix your number one business challenge, unlock sustainable revenue growth or sustainable growth <laughs> fast. I said sustainable revenue growth because that's my tagline. Um, and so here's somebody was that, again, I could look at as a competitor who could look at me as a competitor. And uh, we met through Facebook super fast. And instantly he was I, I asked him, are you going to the Kajabi event by chance? Um, and I knew 99 percent chance he wasn't. But he's like, no, but my buddy Jared is. And, and Jared runs customer success over there. Let me introduce you. Um, and he sent us a three way text message right away. And I was like, wow, like what a what an amazing guy. What an awesome opportunity. Um, how do you and Josh know each other? Yeah, well, ironically enough, Josh actually also introduced me to Kajabi. Um, so, oh, cool. Um, so Josh and I met, um, I want to say maybe a decade ago or so, in a, like a mastermind put on by a mutual friend. Um, and I think we just kind of connected and hit it off eventually. Um, so I live in Hawaii. We didn't bring that up at any point in this uh, this oh, conversation, wow. but. Um, Eventually, I kind of, I guess, wore down Josh, and he ended up hauling his whole family over here. Moved, to, he lived in my house for a little bit before eventually oh, cool. uh, finding his own place. Um, and yeah, I think like just our mindsets, um, like there is definitely an element to where you know, if I'm salt, Josh is pepper, and if Josh is pepper and salt, but like <laughs> I think that also <laughs> like it, it really has allowed us to click in ways that you know you you wouldn't expect. So that that's that's my decade journey with Josh. Dude, that's awesome. Well, Jared, uh, any final um, thoughts of wisdom you'd like to share? Um, invitations for Kajabi that are coming up, coming out, or just relevant for the audience? Feel free to do so now, and also let us know where we can connect with you further. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I would love for anyone who's interested in learning more about the platform or learning in particular more about the success stories from our heroes who are relatable to hopefully the situation that you're in. Just check out the podcast that I host. Um, it's called the Online Business Edge Podcast. It's on all of the platforms that you're used to. Um, we also have some episodes available on YouTube. Uh, what I love about this is it's really truly living our number one core value as a customer, uh, as a customer first company, by showcasing their stories. Like I'm not here to sell you on the product. I'm not here to sell you on like why we're better, why our customer experience is better, even though I think it is. Like the reality of this is that you should hear this through the lens of our customers um, and come to that conclusion yourself. And when you're ready, of course, I'd love to hear from you. Would love to eventually have you on as a guest on our podcast. So that's all I got for them, I think. Awesome. Well, I'd be happy to. And uh, anybody else who's who's using Kajabi, don't hesitate to reach out to Jared um, and, and get ready to tell your story. So thanks so much for being here, man. Vision Pros, y'all have an excellent rest of your week. Thanks for always tuning in and listening. Um, feel free to subscribe to the to our channel. And also, um, if you want to give us a review, um, you know, short, honest, that's the most powerful review that we can get. If you have feedback for us, let us know what you'd like us to do to improve as well. And if you have guests that you would love to see interviewed on the show, because you'd like to hear their hero stories and what they're up to, don't hesitate to share a link with them and say you should apply to be on Vision Pros Live. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody have a great week. 
Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving